Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Getting assigned a backup is a bunch of BS. Contingency. It's an important mission. If the first sniper misses the target, they take the shot. I don't miss. I never miss. This sucks and you know it. I'm nobody's babysitter. Especially not some farm boy moose hunter. I hate to be the one to break the bad news, but you weren't selected to be the primary shooter on this mission. So it seems they want your farm boy to do it? I guess that makes you the backup. Sorry, O'Brien. I'm the backup! And the shooter? is a Spartan. What? And that means this mission just got escalated. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we have banded together to finish the fight. But who are we kidding? There's plenty more of these films coming. We're far from finished. I am Nick Moore, and with <laughs> me, as always, are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Good day, everybody. And Mark. Welcome back. We're here today to discuss Halo Legends an anime compilation of seven different short films done by various anime studios that's supposed to fill in the blanks or spread out the world or expand the lore, however you want to describe it, of the world of Halo. So it's not an adaptation of the games, though it does cover some of the same information, but it just gives you more about the world of Halo. I have my opinions of this. I am a recent Halo <laughs> fan. I just... <clears throat> In the past year, finally sat down and played Halo 1, 2, and 3. I had never played them before, but they were on discount on Steam. So I was like, screw it. I can't call myself an FPS fan if I don't play these games. And I really, really loved that trilogy. I was very impressed. It held up 20 years after its release and still played like an impressive game of today. So I, I'm a one-over fan. I have an opinion about this. I'm going to hold off for a minute. Okay. Wayne. You look like you're smiling on the Zoom call right now. So let's start with your opinion, because we're here to find the good, and you're smiling. So I, I hope it's good. I've never played any of the Halos. I know okay. of Halo. I know the main character is Master Chief, and I know what he looks like. And I know that it's a first-person science fiction uh, okay. video game shooter. That's my whole knowledge with Halo. Oh, and I know the main theme, because I've heard it through like various mm, video beautiful game soundtracks. And, and, yeah. Very beautiful theme. Yeah. That, that's that's my knowledge of Halo. Other than that, I know nothing. So because these were a mix of different stories over my two hours, for me it was like it started and I was like, "Hey, this is actually uh, this is pretty interesting. It's kind of pumping me up to uh, to maybe want to play some Halo." To all of a sudden, then I was like, "You know, no, I think I'm okay never having to play Halo." <laughs> and then I was like. Is this what Halo is actually like? To, oh no, this is what Halo is probably like. <laughs> it just went all over the place. So some things didn't really make too much sense to us because I think you do need to know a bit of the Halo lore. So in short, I really liked the opening. The origins I thought was really interesting. It really captured the the history behind 
Halo and with the music and everything, it actually pumped me up to make okay. me want to play the games. Uh, we'll talk about certain animation styles and choices, mm. I guess, as we go along to each yes. one. Yes, we will. Uh, then it lost me a bit, and I thought it ended really strong. So overall, I would never watch these again. I'm here for the podcast. Okay. That's <laughs> very honest. But they're not bad. They're not bad. It just went up and down for me throughout okay. the, the the different ones. Mark, how about you? Beginning, middle, and end. Did this did this flow well? Did it not? Did any of it work? Uh, I, well, yeah, some of it worked. Um, I have also never touched a Halo because Xbox, okay. but... Um, <laughs> it's on PC. I, uh, <laughs> uh, meh, meh. Steam. Um, bottom line is, I agree. The opening both helped me understand what I was about to watch. I think <laughs> there were parts after, like, I thought I had a pretty good grasp after watching the opening, and then as Same. it continued, I was like, maybe I missed something. And again, nothing critical. I was just like, oh, maybe I was misunderstanding like where they were at in some little pieces they explained in the beginning and we can get into that later but what i took away from this as a positive um the opening really made the halo universe seem really interesting and really cool after that intro i was like i guess i don't have to play the game anymore have all the mysteries have been revealed and i don't have anything <laughs> to discover um and then the individual stories you know, I couldn't say how well they tied into the universe. What I'll say for them is almost all of them I enjoyed as standalone, cool anime period. Okay. So if you're like an anime fan, I enjoyed most of them. I didn't always like the – well, there's one in particular I did not like the art style for. I actually I know like which one. Eyes. <laughs> but with that being said, that one was also one of my favorite stories, if that okay, makes yeah. sense. So it, like, does, it got me through it. Mm -hmm. So seems like a cool world, man. It is. It seems like uh, mm -hmm. it's got a lot of cool history, a lot of cool lore, if I'm understanding it correctly. And yeah. Something about rings in space seems cool. <laughs> so, for myself, I like I said, I've recently played the original trilogy, remastered, so it looks a little bit prettier, but still, Halo 1, 2, and 3. So, watching this collection, the first two, Origins Part 1 and 2, feel... I understand why they'd be there for someone who doesn't play the games. As a fan, like, you're telling me all the history I already know... Mm -hmm. But by someone repeating it in a monotone voice like a bad history lesson with, even for anime standards, very little animation happening. It was a lot of just kind of still mm -hmm. screens zooming in and zooming out. I was not enjoying myself through any of that. It just felt like <laughs> it felt like when you're playing a game and you go into like the lore screens in the database to learn more about it, but I'm watching it mm. in slow real time. Whereas you play the games and they feed you that information while you're shooting things and things are exploding and you're being a super soldier badass. I think of it this way. It's like if you're going to give me the whole backstory of Star Trek, but while I'm in the middle of an exploding Michael Bay film, it just makes it easier to digest because I have something fun to do in between. 
So I felt the mm-hmm. opening was dry. I agree with that, except I, because I'm not familiar with Halo, I thought the actual lore of what was being said was just so interesting. Yes. That I was just captivated with, okay, what next happened? What next happened? What next happened? And I thought that was right. Cool. That's all. So I can forgive it. Yeah. I can forgive it because it feels like a necessary evil for anyone who doesn't know that universe going in. It's a prime. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I found the stories later on more interesting to me because there was more animation happening. It was more sure. about individual characters and their arcs. So at least there was something more tangible to latch onto. Whereas the origin stories, it's big, all encompassing humanity and civilization. And it's too pulled back for me to give a damn about anyone. Right. <laughs> whereas like mm-hmm. that third story, which I think is the one you're referring to Mark, the duel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first CG kind of animated one they have where it's more about the Covenant and about an Arbiter, and it's this weird Mm -hmm. samurai tale of honor and revenge. Yeah. That one, I thought the story was really cool. It was a weird animation choice. They went... Worst animation. Well... Awful. They went for fairly, let's call it bland CG animation, but tried to give it a watercolor effect with this filter over top of it. Watch it again. It looks like... Picture this. It looks like... A PlayStation 1 FMV that they've zoomed into a hundred yes. times. It does. But you're seeing, you're seeing yeah. exactly what's filmed, but it looks like an FMV from PS1 that's extremely zoomed in. And I was like, this is driving me it's nuts. A Metal Gear, it's a Metal Gear cutscene scene today from when it first came out. It's right. There's features there. It's rough. I, what, like, I just felt like it almost felt, and again, it didn't matter. It felt like I needed to sit further away from the screen but it didn't matter how far you got. It, right. it was like yeah. actually literally hurting. And I'll say this. I thought it was like a really cool style when the characters weren't moving. So like yeah. if there was a poster of the characters in that style would look awesome. The second they added movement, it started to like, and just bugged out my eyes. And I was just like, oh, I'm actually almost getting a headache watching well, this. Cause I've seen ugh. them. I've seen them do that with animated projects where they'll put a filter of, say, watercolor or whatnot over it, and it works well. It did not work with CG because, as you said, Wayne, instead of making it look washed out in watercolor, it makes it look grainy and pixelated. Mm -hmm. It worked against it, but I understand what they were going Mm -hmm. for, but they should have realized in post, this is not working. Yeah. But the story was kind of cool. It was rough. It was. It was one of the better stories. Yes. Now, that said... Near the end of it, when you have the Arbiter, near the end of that story where he's facing off against that samurai-clad Covenant member, and they're about to square off to have their three-second, like, samurai fight, they're standing there, squared off against each other for a good ten seconds. No No movement whatsoever. (laughs) The only reason I knew that my movie hadn't paused or frozen or anything was the watercolor effect happening. That's the only yeah, reason his, I knew it was His weapon working. had a bit of a glow going yeah. to it. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have mm-hmm. like exited out and gone back in because it was such a long pause. It was very strange. <laughs> so I actually had a question about that. because It's not accurate to any of the I, lore that I'm aware of. They went with a weird samurai vibe that okay. does not go with the Covenant. Doesn't ex- Okay, that was my one question. And then my other question was like, is that normal in terms of the power level? Like he's taking on tanks. Like, he's a guy. Not normal. No. I would say that particular story is probably the one that, from my understanding, kind of deviates the most. What it reminds me of is if you've watched any of the short cartoons, animes, or whatnot they've done for Star Wars Visions, 
where they kind of mm-hmm. ramp yeah. things yeah. up to the nth degree. That's what the mm-hmm. duel was. And in that okay. sense, I think okay. it works. If they're going to go like super crazy powered and have them be these larger than life characters because yeah. they're almost epic gods of characters, fine. It works. But it's the only story out of these ones that I feel, well, probably not the only one. There's also Odd Man Out. Those two stories feel like they really exaggerate the world of Halo, but I think Odd Man Out mm-hmm. works. I'll actually, yeah. because it's yeah. one I really enjoyed, I'm going to jump ahead to that one. Where, Good, uh, the next one after was the worst one. Uh, the one after I, it has a neat idea, but yeah. they don't... It didn't, it didn't execute It's a really cool idea within the world of Halo, but they don't execute it as well as they could. They really made you try to care, and by the end I was like, I yes. just don't care. But Odd Man Out, <laughs> the idea of Spartan 1337 who yeah. starts by falling out of the dropship, and the rest of them are like, oh, should we turn around and go get him? Accidentally and, falls out. And, and it's and not like, his first time. No. Like, <laughs> Pratt falls onto the ground, leaving a crater, and the fact that Master Chief is like, it's not his first time. At the end of the day, he's still a Spartan. He'll be fine. And over the course of that short cartoon, he gets attacked by a T-Rex. He fights one of the gorilla dudes who's, like, the size of a house. And he's getting thrown through yeah. mountains and everything and still getting back up and saying absolutely ludicrous Dan from Street Fighter level stuff. Yeah. I really dug him. What was it? Even if you don't want to know, I'll tell you who I am. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I yeah. really dug if that story. If nobody else is going to say it, I will. You know? Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Like. And the fact that he'd followed I'm up with... Spartan, if, yeah. Yeah. If no one else will say it, I will. I'm a Spartan and I'm the best. <laughs> Like, yeah. I loved his insane bravado and he didn't suck. He's just comic relief, but also a spot. Well, that's the, that's the only other, like it, I enjoyed that for its humor. Like, it was the okay. most entertaining this, one in terms of that. Hands down. It felt like a classic throwaway anime episode where we're taking a break for the main characters to follow the silly character and his adventures yeah. for this one episode. Well, this and is the first one that if, I wanted to ask you, Nick, and be okay. like, is this what Halo is like? Like, are they no. that yeah, strong? Are they that, are they powerful? that powerful? Like, yeah. No. So, jumping ahead to the very end, we, we right. can discuss it more later, but the one that's the closest is the last story, the package. Which is crazy, because they're still ridiculous the, in They're that. still super powerful. <laughs> they are still super soldiers in, si- in gigantic cyborg armor, but that's mm. the closest mm. to what it's like to play the games, in my opinion. Whereas Odd Man Out mm. is this wacky, almost One Piece-level adventure starring a Spartan from Halo, yeah. and I dug mm. it. I thought yeah, it was Yeah, it was probably the most entertaining one by far. Especially when it's trying to follow up on the the previous story, Homecoming, which I know you said you did not enjoy. No. I so like Homecoming. The, Homecoming is the one with the, with the clones. And then they shoot it's them. with the children in the school that are going to be oh. basically created into Spartans. Yeah. They're being trained for it. Yeah. And a couple of them escape from that school and find out that there's no going home because they've been reported missing. They're not missing. When they were taken away... Clones of them were put back in their place, but not just clones. The important thing is to note that their families are given back clones without their knowledge that are now terminally ill. So the family's going to be given back you, but that you will die after a few years. Now you really can't go back. Yeah. It's a way of wiping you from existence, which is really depressing. (laughs) And it questions the morality of like the whole program. 
which is kind of well. Neat. That's just it. it. It was an episode that felt like it was giving me more backstory about the Spartans that made me be like, "Oh my god! Like this is awful." The kidnapped children, mm-hmm. turn them into forcibly turn them into super soldiers, and then give their families a doomed child. I was like, "Oh my god! This is dark." But that child was never there. They didn't kidnap them. They took them into a program and just gave you a different one back. They did the old switcheroo. Yeah, but it's, yeah. That's, that's evil. That's like someone taking one of your kids without you knowing and giving you a dying child back who looks like your child. You but my real child is out there being child. a super soldier badass. You don't yeah. know that. I feel You don't it. know that. You lose your kid. And Aliena like, I is a Spartan. didn't mind. <laughs> I didn't mind that episode, but that episode also made me kind of be like, it looks like humanity's really losing this war. Like it looks like humanity is thoroughly losing against the covenant. And I didn't know if that's accurate. For the it games. is depending on what point in like the games you're at, like it's a back and forth battle, mm. right? Gotcha. So there's aspects of that story that I think are interesting, but I agree with Wayne that it's not well executed. No, the, the writing behind mm-hmm. it and the emotion behind it doesn't sell the idea. Missed. To make you care enough Mm -hmm. about the particular character that you're following and seeing her Mm -hmm. own clone and such. It doesn't land. And I think part of the reason it doesn't land, and this is more of a critique of anime, a lot of characters look similar in it. Mm -hmm. So when you first see it, you're like, okay, is that her sister? Like, what is that? A lot of anime, the only way you can tell different characters apart is their hairstyle. So if you change the hairstyle, it may as well be a different person. So I feel like it would land better if it was live. (laughs) I didn't care as much about that one. Again, I to be fair, I want to be very clear. I actually enjoyed the story, but I didn't like. I wasn't overly emotional at the end of yeah, it. It was just my least favorite. To one. me, well, that's the thing. It didn't sell the. You emotion. didn't spend enough time. You didn't spend enough time with her. Had that character popped up in the background of like some of the other anthology, and then this was her standalone story, I think it would have hit more. Agreed. But Agreed. this is the one shot you get with her, and it's like... And it's over and done with. Okay, she's oh, got... Okay, uh, off to yeah. the next one. Okay. Well, that's yeah, it. Off to the, yeah, like, I'll, out of my mind, yeah. And that's sometimes the risk that you have when you do these short stories. If you only have 10 to 20 minutes to tell your tale, you have to make sure that the theming, the emotion, the arc all fits within 10 to 20 minutes without it feeling rushed, mm-hmm. half-baked, or hollow. And this one felt hollow, which is unfortunate. For me, I agree. So, yeah, I I won't even disagree with you on that one. But the fact that it followed it up with Odd Man Out, where <laughs> you see the ape monster get slip-spaced at the end, the fact that Mama protecting these kids is an AI, the fires are rocket yeah. slip-spacing them. Like, everything about that one is so over-the-top and wild that I really well, dug it. bad Mama. <laughs> well, and, like, were the kids Spartans? Because, like, those kids go hand-to-hand with that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and with those kids, they all look like weird archetypes of existing anime tropes, yeah. including the two teenagers who are running up yeah, and doing, like, Fist of the North Star crap against them. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like whoever is anim- animating it just went, okay, well, I mean, I can do a story with a Spartan in it, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to do wild anime stuff. Yeah. And I'm kind of okay with it because it, it feels loose and because it's a comedic tone, I don't have to take it seriously. So who cares if it matches up with your canon, your lore, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have been happier if all of the stories just did that and played loose. Again, like Star Wars Visions, where it does not seem to care 
at all if it matches. Yeah. It just wants to have a good time. Yeah. This one yeah. did. And then they followed up with Prototype, which I have mixed feelings on, with Ghost and That's his That's my second journey. least favorite, but had promise. Yeah, it has some neat ideas. Animation's huh. a little bit better. I think it's like this, the other one. It just it, it just doesn't stick around long enough for me to actually care about what was happening. It doesn't sell but I like so, the idea. So that one, for me, I actually, that's my second favorite one. Oh, wow. And yeah, sorry. No, it's third because the sniping one is my second favorite one. Ah, baby but like, Yes. Yeah. But that one I liked... <laughs> I didn't like the, so I, I hear what you're saying. So I want to be very clear here. Cause like the first half of that, I'm kind of like, huh, what happened here? Who is this guy? Is he a Spartan? Like what, what is he? I don't get it. But when he starts going to town. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Sure. That's awesome. But again, you have to sell the emotion of it and they don't do a, a great job in my opinion of establishing. This is a guy who was brazen in his command and treated his, soldiers under his command as essentially expendable and lost all of them on this mission. So now nobody trusts him as a commander. Obviously they'll send him on another mission, but anyone signed up to him does not trust him. And the mm. fact that the last person of that team died in his arms, accusing him of, you know, like not being, this human. is just going to close you off and you need to learn. Yeah. You need yeah. to learn to be human. You can't just be a ghost like this. Like we have to matter to you. And this is slowly eating away at him. But he doesn't really sell that it's eating away at him to the last moment. It seems like a switch like that. Mm -hmm. But when he switches... Oh, I didn't get that. It it seemed that way to me. It didn't seem like it was bothering him that much. Yeah, I would agree with Nick on this one. But when he switches, holy crap, the Tau Gundam level nonsense that he is pulling at the end... Yeah, that part's crazy. It was amazing. That was fun to watch. See, for me, I thought... Because, again, it does a good job of telling you these stories are like three years apart or whatever, the opening of his story till the end of his story. I guess. And for me, where I was like, oh, yeah, he's a different guy, is the very first moment he comes out in that mech. You don't know who he is. He comes out of the mech. And they're like, who the hell is in that mech? And they're like, oh, it's so-and-so. It's Ghost. And they're like, what the hell is he doing? He's supposed to destroy destroy it. it. That's the moment for me when it's like, no, he's not destroying it. And he's telling you in that scene, he's like, they're commanding him to destroy it. And he's like, no, my men are getting out of here and you're going to send a a thing for them. Like, you got to destroy it. And he's like, I didn't not follow orders. I've done everything I'm supposed to. But the command to destroy this requires voice activation. Get my men out of here. So from the very moment that fight starts, when he's going to town, you know he's self-sacrificing himself for his men. And so I was like, this is cool. That's his very quick arc. You don't see an arc build, which is why I think it's disruptive. I feel like that's, yeah, that's did, where it hurts. Did him. I miss why they had to destroy the the mech? They're getting overrun. They're getting overrun. So they're like. They have no way to retrieve the mech is what they claim. But if they can retrieve the men, why yeah. can't they retrieve the mech? So there's yeah. a bit of a logic the flaw there. there that's what the I, mech, yeah, there's the something broken there. The mech can fly. <laughs> the mech can fly. Yeah, I was so like, like, I don't get why they have to destroy there. this. Like, it's like they used but, it purposely to to give him that arc, which hollowed it out for me. That It's action. the whole Captain America aiming the ship at the ground. Well, why don't you just, you know, deactivate the bombs instead of yeah. crashing the ship? Every story is going to have that, moments like that. Fine, sure. whatever. <laughs> that action, that suit... I was it's like, amazing. was awesome. I liked yeah. that this, I love that this 
this story is explaining why that's not the suit you just play in in Halo because yeah. <laughs> they destroyed the prototypes and all records of it, which seems stupid, but they destroy it all. That suit is unreal. I was having yeah, so much awesome. fun watching everything it could do. That's a Tau suit at a 40K. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is so like Farsight's yes. armor. That is wild. Yes. But now we yeah. get to what amazing. I would consider probably the two strongest of it, which they save for the end. Which, yeah. as an interesting side note, originally these were released online. They weren't released in that same order. When they put them on DVD, oh. this is what we saw them in. When they put them online, these two were two of the earliest. Like, they knew these were the good ones to hook people, and then the right. the lesser stories kind of came out afterwards. But The Babysitter and The Package. Mm-hmm. The Babysitter is a pretty strong story. And again, it's the last truly, yeah. like, hand-animated one where slight misunderstanding on my part... I thought for a moment that it was Master Chief that's with them because I just saw a green Spartan and went, oh, cool, Master Chief. It's not. That's fine. Mm. All Spartans Mm. are badass. But that Mm. moment when the drop pod lands in, like, the mud and, like, oh, no, that person's not going to be able to get out. And And the Spartan Spartan walks walks through the mud, isn't slowed down at all, grabs this drop pod that's got to weigh, like, a ton, and you see the Spartan flex through the armor. (laughs) Yes. We're wearing power armor, and you still see the flex. I that is wonderful <laughs> anime stuff, and I yes. dig it. I think it's great. Yeah, and that's another scene where I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." Like Master Chief was like, "Yeah, they're crazy strong." Like that strong. That is accurate. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, that's that. accurate like, stuff. That's that was cool. So yeah, between that. Seeing the awesome fight on the waterfall where, again, he's fighting with those big gorilla dudes. Yes. I apologize. I can remember the government's name, but I can never remember the gorilla dudes. Yeah. Either way, yeah. they're the brutes. <laughs> they might actually be called the brutes. I might be right. But they're the brutes that the government, uh, the covenant uses like muscle. They've allied with them against the humans. That fight's awesome. That one shot, that one shot where he's he's silently killing things. And then oh. the guy is about to get smashed from behind, and it's just, <laughs> just he spins, it. and one hand stops the two-handed swing from that brute. Yes. I was just like, that's more impressive to me than him throwing the, <laughs> the, the escape pod. Yeah. I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. And then it's an amazing fight between him and the like, brute thing. Everything awesome. from that, the the sniper shot at the end, how the mm-hmm. Spartan... Yes basically sacrifices themselves to save that sniper part of the ODST, Mm -hmm. which are the ODST are, I would say like high ranking in terms of like the human army. They're like your special forces, Mm -hmm. but they're not a Spartan. They're not enhanced to the same way. They're not your Witcher kind of thing, but in terms of humans, they're as good as it's going to get the ODST. Isn't there a Halo game called ODST too? There is where you play as them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You play as one of the members of them and like the Spartans are out there around you. So they are badass, but they're not superhuman badass. Right. And mm-hmm. I like the idea that being regulated to the babysitter position for a Spartan, they feel like they're being, or at least one of them, the sniper out of them, feels one like it's an them. insult. Yeah. yeah. Right? And kind yeah. of the, his arc worked because they kept touching on small little grievances he's having, the fact that the Spartan yes. keeps saving his life. So his turn at the end where now he's got to take the shot instead. So it ended up being him. But the Spartan sacrificed in this case, it turns out her life to save him. Because once they take off the helmet, it's a Samus surprise. It's a woman. Yeah. Like that whole arc feels earned. And they did it in 10 to 15 well minutes, earned. which is why I feel like yeah. the other stories fail. Because this one showed you yeah, can do I agree. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that. 
and again, it's so funny that you say that because they just made such brilliant choices along the way to show you the characters and the personalities of everyone with the Spartan, yeah. except the Spartan. Right. The Spartan is this like omnipresent, unspeaking, one man wrecking machine where you almost want to say, why are they there? Because yeah. the Spartan <laughs> almost is doing the same all thing. the work, yep. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's exactly what they said. Your backup. Yeah. Your babysitting. Your Something backup. goes wrong. He's, we need you to take the shot. Exactly. And they are still shot. worth being there. And something went but wrong. But that one's a cool yes. story. And then yeah, you get to cool the package. The package was, on my first viewing, the worst one out of all of them. Hear me out. And then on my second viewing, the best. Uh, I watched this on Plex, on streaming first. And I don't know what issue Plex had, but I could not tell a thing that was happening. Nothing. The action scenes made no sense. Everything super zoomed in. I could not figure it out. Mm-hmm. They had it zoomed in so I could see about one third of the screen. So all the resolution is mm-hmm. crap and I can't tell what's going on. I don't know why. <laughs> I suspected by about halfway through this, something has to be wrong with the camera. There's no way it got this far and someone said, mm-hmm. okay, because at one point during the action, it goes to an actual first person view. Where you can mm-hmm. see the actual like HUD that you would see if you're playing, and I didn't see the okay. full HUD. At which point I started mm-hmm. cursing out loud, telling Corinne this thing's broken, it has to be wrong. I pull it up on Tubi, <laughs> sure enough, I'm right. So I had to watch the last one twice, but when you see it proper, the package was an awesome action sequence. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And yeah. it shows yeah, when you have a group of Spartans, one. not just one, when you have a group mm-hmm. of Spartans, they are absurd. They're doing oh, a firefight in space where one ship is going to explode. So she just throws herself off of it to jump onto the other one's ship, pull up the yeah. Gatling gun, and just keep fighting. OP for sure. Was it Master Chief's ship gets damaged, and he decides to just hoof it at the enemy and make it a projectile <laughs> and then land with the Spartan yeah. shield. That whole hallway sequence, like everything about it smoked. I laughed Still at the not beginning. Still not the best I've when... seen, but it was good. I laughed at the beginning when I realized how important Spartans are, how powerful Spartans are, that the enemy is willing to trap and destroy yes. their entire ship oh, yeah. as long as it kills yes. at least one Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> one Spartan. And then they're yes. like, we got three in that one. Like, they were like <laughs> oh, <yeah>. overjoyed. <laughs> and we were laughing like, man, yes. they're just, they'll, they'll do anything if it means taking down a Spartan. And when you've got that, that, yes. that last ship and you've got the remaining three Spartans in there running through it, Master Chief and his two companions. I think it's Kelly and Fred are still with him. When they're running through, the commander of that ship is now jettisoning entire sections and (laughs) just opening them to space. His crew does not have suits on, but the Spartans do. He knows this, and he's willing to take the risk that maybe they can't stay on as it's falling apart. Yeah. And they're still just bounding through this thing in space, (laughs) leaping off of people. It's wild i loved it yeah it almost and this will sound like a knock and it kind of is it almost matches up to the cutscenes in the halo games they're still better which i only point out because this last one's cg i'm gonna link on this video the cutscene at the end of the first uh first level of halo 2 i'll send it to you guys as well and you'll see what master chief is like dealing with the enemy returning a bomb to them it is amazing just um, returning their bomb once we watched so this good. one last though we, we were both like i think i would have rather just like an hour and 20 minute movie of this story this style 
instead of all of these mm. different animated. I, I was like, man, this captured it mm-hmm. way better than any of the other ones. Everything looked good, sounded good, acted good. The characters, even in that short time, were like, oh, these characters are awesome. I would have rather an hour and 20 minute movie of just this than the two hours we watched. So there is that. I did not recommend it because I was taking the odds of a anthology working for us. Mm-hmm. Don't know if we're going to watch this anytime soon because we try not to do too many of the same things. But I will be checking out Halo The Fall of Reach, which is a fully CG one that's about an hour and a half. Okay. That deals with some of the, mm-hmm. the Spartans. And then there's also a live action one they did called Forward Unto Dawn, which is about a couple of... Um, a couple of human soldiers that are teamed up with Master Chief at one point. Right. Uh, so he's like this cool. terrifying super soldier that's yeah. with them. I'm going to check those out because I think those might have some promise and also because I have zero interest in watching the TV show. So these have to be better than that. I watch right. clips of it and it <laughs> seems too slow and too boring for me. Yeah, sure. Overall, the back half of this, I enjoyed. The front half, I don't need the history lesson I've already played, but I can respect why it's there. Mm. Yeah. Right, but only a couple of stories did not land at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I, you know what? Honestly, like uh, I enjoyed it as a person. Like maybe the the warning on this is if you're a Halo fan, you like buckle up. There may be parts you don't like, but as a just casual watcher, as an anime, as a casual watcher, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it beginning to end. Everything had something for me, and my only regret is that one of my favorite stories had the worst enemy. Was the worst enemy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's actually my favorite story. And I think it's my favorite story because it caught me off guard that it wasn't dealing with the the Spartans or the humans. Mm. This is dealing with the covenant and their society and their honor. And I was like, that's really cool. And it's a shame that it's not rooted in the actual lore yeah. mythos of Halo and, yeah. and lore, but um, that it was a great story. I would have liked if they did something a little bit closer to the real Covenant stuff. That would Because cool. the real Arbiter and the real Covenant, really fascinating, like, honor-based stuff. They're mm. uh, a neat species and culture. They went for just straight samurai adaptation instead, but mm-hmm. oh well. Yeah. Wayne, any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you're interested in Halo stuff, maybe check it out. It is a mixed bag. There are a couple stories that just don't work. But for the most part, at least it has enough there. I always figure if 50% of your anthology works, then it's not that bad. And more than half of this works. Yeah. Anyway, we'll bring this to a close. Uh, When we come back, I can't remember what we're doing next. I know we've got one more that's about the worlds of uh, video game stuff, but not a specific one. I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know, but we'll find it. We'll do one more, and then we'll switch gears to uh, something else entirely. Surprise to us. Who knows? It might be good. But we thank you for joining us on Press X to Reload. As always, I've been Nick Moore. With me, we're Wayne Brissett and Mark Athenis. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. See you in the next one. Is that enough to get me copyrighted? No? Okay. Next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email 
retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.